Go fuck yourself. And that's how we're beginning this show again, ladies and gentlemen. Forgive me as I position my mic where it needs to be, and y'all hear all the rumblings in the background. <laughs> we are trying this once again. Um, we just hopped on to originally start the show. Kurt, you're on. What's going on, Brandon? Hey. Kurt, can you hear us? Oh, boy. I don't know what you're doing. You know, it, but it, it, it might be a sign. <laughs> yeah. Hello. There it is. There it is. There it is. I, I think. I don't know him. what the fuck going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> we got him. I have no idea. I have no idea what the fuck that was about. We got it. Now, that's what happens when you leave and go on vacation and come back. <laughs> yeah. The shit like, just be all fuck? fucked up. <laughs> yeah. After, after, uh. For no reason. <laughs> yeah. After third, sounding very loud. And then it sounded yeah, like, like. what the fuck? Then you sounded like you had us in your pocket and your butt dialed us. Uh, <laughs> so, but Kurt, you're back. How was your, how was your break, man? How was your vacation and birthday celebration? It was wonderful. Wonderful. Can't wait to go back. <laughs> y'all, both of y'all got to go down there. Hey man, I, I want to. to. The, the only, the only two times I have been to uh, to Mexico is on a cruise, and I went to both times. I went to the same place, so I definitely want to try something different. Hey, y'all are single men. Y'all got to go down there. Cool, cool. Right. Y'all got to go down there. I'm talking. I put that on your list of things to do <laughs> next year that you have to do. You have. Oh, to it's do. on my list. It's been on my list for a couple years now. <laughs> Go to Mexico. That's like when I said when I hmm. go international. It ain't, that's the first it ain't even about just going to Mexico. You got to go to where I was at. You got to go stay there. <laughs> well, what, I what, promise what, you, you won't what, be. Uh, you would not be disappointed. Not well, where were you? It's called the Hayas Zalara. All the dough, all in Hayas Zalara. All the dough, all inclusive. You will not be disappointed one bit, and it's worth every dime. Every dime. Oh, I'll definitely check that out with that. And, and, and then, yeah, you know what? Everybody is on vacation, so anything goes. Uh-huh. Man. And they run specials. They run specials all the time. All the time. That's my favorite kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah now, it's so I'm going to keep. It's questions that I want to ask, but I ask you. Yeah, ask me later. Yeah, I ask you later. Record questions. But, but right. what I want y'all to do is figure out when y'all can go together. Because I want y'all to go together. We all go together. Figure out what's the best time of year to go, and then I'm gonna keep monitoring it. And then we gonna book it, reserve it, and we gonna go down there. Because the plane tickets ain't nothing. Okay. Okay. Plane tickets is nothing. It'd be def- it definitely for me. It'll be next summer. Yeah. So hey, sound it'll good be, to me. It'll be next summer because yeah. I'm not. Yeah. It's, it'll be next summer. Sound good to me. All right, we'll make a plan on that. So, fellas, there there has been a major development uh, in the world of wrestling since we last heard from Kurt and since Brandon and I were last on the air. Um, a much-beloved WWE superstar, I hate to use that term, but wrestler, um, defected. 
Um, in my opinion, this is the biggest um, acquisition that AEW has made of any former WWE talent. Um, and me being the, the CM Punk mark that I am, um, I include him in that as well. This was bigger than that. Um, but the wrestler formerly known as Edge, Adam Copeland, is now All Elite. Um, if you guys caught the uh, the Wrestle Dream pay-per-view, which we're going to go through here in a minute and, uh, and give our review of it, uh, he showed up at the end. Um, and for all the, the will he or won't he conversation, um, me personally, I didn't think it would, would happen. I didn't, I just, I didn't see it. Um, if anything, I would have seen Christian going back to WWE before I saw, uh, Edge going to, to AEW. Um, so it was, it was a, a definite good surprise ending to the pay-per-view. Um, and then the follow-up on Wednesday, the show itself on Wednesday, which we'll kind of run through that real quick as well. The show itself on Wednesday wasn't very good, but the segment with uh, Edge and, and Christian was was great. And that's what I opened up the show with. Uh, Brandon, what do you think about Edge having arrived in AEW? Do you Is this a step down? Is this the right move? What do you think about it? I don't think it's a step down at all. I think that Edge did everything that he could possibly do in the WWE. And it's nice to see him just, you know, somewhere else. Like, it's like a breath of fresh air or whatever. Because he, he's been in WWE almost 30 years. So, yeah, <clears throat> we didn't, you know, he, he's done everything. So, why not? Go test the waters a little bit in other places and, you know, see what it is that, you know, you can do. Um, I wouldn't even be opposed to him. You know, seeing them wrestling some um, re- um, some matches in Japan and, you know, just doing some other things to go ahead and cap off his career. And it's just great to see that he was able to, despite the neck injury that he had, now he's able to kind of, you know, ride off into the sunset under his own terms and yeah. go and explore other opportunities in other places. So I'm cool with it, 100%. Yeah, I, um, I, I think he's at a point in his career where um, – I'm not going to say it's not about the money because I'm sure Tony Khan broke him off, but it's more about just doing what you want to do now. Um, right. I think him trying something different in a different, um, no pun intended, but a different arena, so to speak. Um, I think it could be, as you said, a breath of fresh air, not only for him, but for AEW. Um, mm-hmm. His age may be a concern. Um so I, I don't think they're getting necessarily the best version of Edge or Adam Copeland, as it were. But I, I still think what they got um, was enough. The question for me is, how well will they use it? Um, the matches, the potential matches that he has, how many of those people that he's never worked with are willing to kind of set aside their ego, set aside their style, if you will, and wrestle a good match with Edge. That's what remains to be seen. Um, Kurt, what did you think about this? Um, uh, you were you were out of the country, but um, but yeah, it happened. So, uh, what do you think about AEW um, acquiring Edge or Adam Copeland? I think it's a waste of money. 
I think it's a step down for him. It's not going to move the needle any. Um, I'm not interested in seeing him wrestle anybody. So it just doesn't make I don't care. Wow. I, I don't I, I think it's just a waste of money. Okay. Well, we we know <laughs> we know that Tony Khan ain't above wasting some money. Um, yeah. And I yeah, I think this yeah. is a total to, total waste of money to me. <clears throat> okay. Cuz I just don't see what matches did as a as a fan right now, we all wrestling fans. Who would you really want to see in wrestling AEW right now? You'd be like, you know what? I can't wait to see that match right now. The, the very first name that jumps out at me is Samoa Joe. You want to see? You want to see that? Yes, I absolutely mm. would. I think both of them are good enough, uh, even given Edge's um, age. And well, I mean, he's shown that he can still go um, for his age and the injury that he's had. So yeah, I think both of them are good enough. Um, when if you put them together, they can put on a good match. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I think both of them still go. I just it's just nothing that just jumped off the page at me. Like I got to see that. I really want to see that. Yeah. I just and, and I get and maybe my, and maybe I change my mind as we you know time goes on. But something that really really did surprise me when they announced it, and I watched the press conference. And they told him it was like he's gonna be he's not gonna be just here and there, he's gonna wrestle every week or all the time. That's a really, really surprised me a lot. Yeah, now I did see that. Um That surprised me a lot. I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt. Um because I just don't think Edge's body can can do week in and week out of matches. Now that's just my opinion. I, I could be 100% wrong. I don't know Edge from, well, as the old saying goes, I don't know Edge from Adam. But, um, yeah, I, I don't see that happening. Um, I think maybe he'll be there every week and have something to say every week, but I don't know that – I don't know. I don't run the company, so who knows? That that was surprising to me, too. What do you think about that, Brandon? You think that um, Edge would could or should even – be a, a feature in the ring wrestling somebody week to week? No, absolutely not. I think he should be a special attraction because he's a legend yeah. in this business. So I think that he should be a, a special attraction. Um, I don't. He don't need to be on TV every single week. He's been. He's done it. <laughs> been there, done it. Yeah, because it's not like he's a he's a new face that that people need to be introduced to. No, um, yeah. everybody knows who he is. <laughs> absolutely. And you don't and I, totally, to I totally agree with you, Brian. <clears throat> and you don't want him to, you don't want his run to flame out too fast. Right. Go ahead. Because when we see him every week, then what's the, what's the, so special about it now? Right. Yeah. I think, I think. So he, you guys, you, that's a very good point of yours. Very good point. I think here at the beginning of his run, um, let's say for the first Two, maybe three months. Make, let's let's say leading up to full gear, because full gear is next month uh, on the 18th, I believe. From now until full gear, sure, let him be on every dynamite and every collision. Don't even think about putting that cat on on that Friday night show, Rampage. Um, but yeah, put, it, put him on every dynamite and every collision. Maybe not wrestling, but confronting somebody or or, or addressing something. And then after that, you know, let it be like, like we all agree, let it be something special, um, because you don't want to, you don't want to burn that out too fast. And I think that's what, in the past, I think a, a lot of their WWE 
or former WWE wrestlers that signed on with AEW. I think that's one thing they did. They featured them heavy. And so it you got that that initial pop that was like, oh shit, I can't believe he or she is here. And then two weeks later it's like, okay, uh yeah. they're here. So what <laughs> what next? And I, I don't so wanna, let me ask y'all something. The, fo- the, the, the follow the follow through is very, very important. It's just like Absolutely. dating. It's like, oh, okay, here's this new is this new thing or whatever, but it's like, okay, we go on the first date or two, and then it's like, okay, now what? So let me ask y'all something. Do y'all think, what do y'all think about how he was introduced to go against um, Christian and not be with him? What do you think about that? Well, uh, well, do you want to answer first, Brandon, or you want me to jump on? I, I'll go ahead. Um, I think that that's going to be, the, especially considering how that segment ended the other night, <laughs> that's going to be interesting as hell. And you got two guys that know how to, you know, tell a story. And hopefully Tony Khan lets them, you know, do things the way that they want to do it because they have been proven over time to be able to just put on some good shit. Now, I'm not just saying matches like promos and just put together a good story. And Christian has been gold ever since like this, this run that Christian has been having right now. I this was probably just the best about run to say Christian's career. This run has been great. <laughs> great. Now I'm talking about like every time when Christian come on TV, I pay attention. Like I got to see really? this shit because I really want to hear what he got to say. And then, you know, it's just the matches and everything. Like, no, are they five-star classics? No, but they're, they're telling a great story. Yeah. And so I'm really, really interested in seeing, like, how um, all of this plays out between those two because they have a legitimate history. They tag team together. They wrestled each other. They broken up and wrestled each other. And, and you know, just all kind of shit. And so there's a sto- there is a built-in story, like, right there. And hopefully... You know, if if it's done correctly, this would probably be the best storyline on TV right now because it's like, what is that? Because we didn't really know what we knew, but it's like you don't really know what their relationship has been because they've all gone off and done their own thing and have been successful in doing that as well. So I didn't expect to see Christian get on last live television and say, "Go fuck yourself to it." I never saw that coming. So I was like, oh. "No, not at all." Never saw that coming. I was expecting them. I was like, okay, they're like, they going to run back. I'm like, okay, they're going to run back Edge and Christian. Then you got both of the Hardys over there. Then, you, then, then they can call up the Dudley boys for a one-off or whatever. Okay. Maybe we can get one last run. Maybe we get maybe we get one last TLC match. Who yeah. knows? You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna jump in here. Know, but it, it went in a totally different direction. So and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm cool with it. I want to see what I want to really I'm really want to see how this goes. I'll, I'll jump in and say that. I am I am not interested at all in seeing um, either a, a, a three-way tables, ladders, and chairs match or any match at all, um, even a regular match between the Hardys and Edge and Christian or even if they were able to get the Dudley boys in there. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just not interested. I understand in why. Um and that's not the shit on you. Please don't take it that way. But no, 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 I, no, no. I, I completely understand. It's one of the things where it's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah. Because no. although for nostalgic reasons, yeah, that would be cool as shit to see them in the ring together again. That's that's my era. But so to see them in the ring together again, it would be nostalgia for me. But on the other side of it, I'm like, leave it the way it was because it was perfect the way it was. To, to, for me to answer uh, Kurt directly, um, how do I feel about them bringing him in? Um, honestly, I think that's the only way you could bring him in. 
um, I, I don't see a scenario um, using any other wrestler or using doing it any other way that that would have worked as effectively, in my opinion. Right. Now, you're going to get a pop anyway because it's, it's holy fuck, it's Edge in, a, in an AEW ring. You're going to get that pop. But let's just say he'd run in during the Eddie Kingston match. That That's going to fall flatter than whatever. It's not going to work. So, so I am got no history with Eddie Kingston. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do think it'll work. And uh, to piggyback off what, what Brandon said, the whole go fuck yourself thing. Um, Wednesday night, I, 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 can, I could not understand what he said. One, because they, they, they bleeped it um, with their seven-second delay button. Um, but then there was the issue of my hearing as well. And because, and here's a very important point. Because AEW is so bad at certain things when it comes to booking, I was like, okay, no big deal. He just told him no and walked off. I didn't even think to go back to try to listen to it again. I just took from Christian's, you know, body language and and the way things went with that. He was basically just like no and walked off. The next morning, they uploaded the uncensored version. And I listen to it, and I'm like, okay, that adds a whole nother dynamic to it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I do like where they're going. I do eventually think we'll see them tag team together. You're, you're stupid not to do that at some point if you're AEW. Um, so I, I'm okay with it, Kurt. Now, now let me flip that question around on you. I know you said that, that you feel like it's a mistake, and, and um, I respect everything you said about um, Edge showing up there. But – what do you think about how he debuted? Your other thoughts aside, what do you think about how he debuted and who he debuted apparently going to go directly into a feud with? I think it would have been, this is just me, I think it would have been better if you would have put them together now and then break them up later. But to have them separate now and then put them together later, I think that's ass backwards in my opinion. Yeah, I think okay. you put them together now. And go against everybody because you can put them together, go against everybody right now. FTR instantly right off the bat, but then any other tag team, you go against them and then build friction as they might start losing and then break them up. I think you get a bigger payoff in the end if you do it that way. And but and, having them separate now and then try to put them together later, I think that's ass backwards if they ever do that. And, and I, I, can I have, see, I can I see have that another 100%. spin on it. I have another spin on it. What's up? Let Edge debut, and they, okay, back, brothers, cool again, tag for one match, maybe against FTR for the tag team titles, full gear, right? They lose. And, okay, all right, we lost or whatever, blah, 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 but, you know, they put on they put on the match of their life. But they lost. Next thing you know, Kristen turns and beats the shit out of Edge, like bloody him and everything, just beat the hell out of him. And then mm-hmm. that, you know, that go fuck yourself comment and all that, now it's <laughs> off to the races because there's a reason yeah, behind it. Christian, exactly. was, Christian, Christian was just playing around with him because he just wanted to make it seem like he was all, it was all good. But I'm going to blindside you in the last moment because I ain't forgot what you said to me back, back in the day, 20 years yeah. ago. I haven't forgotten what would, I did. And I ain't let yeah, that and go. That would, and that would work better than what they did Wednesday because you're already at the pay per view. He hit both of the people you with. 
So what else am I supposed to say? But go fuck yourself now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So all this was all this 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 bad from the beginning. This a bad start. I won't go that far. Um, I, I think it works. I think it works either way. But I think your scenario, Kurt, of having them come in together, like when 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 um, <coughs> Edge comes into the ring and takes that chair from Christian, but he does go ahead and give Sting the concerto. Oh, and, and, uh, hold on, and yeah, and, and but that establishes Edge right off the bat as a as a heel seeking. Or heat seeking heel. Yep. But yep. give him give him that concerto. Hug Christian. Then Christian and Edge both beat the hell out of Luchasaurus and Nick mm-hmm. Wayne, send them packing, and announce the fact that they're there to run roughshod over AEW. Yep. Um, so I th- I think either scenario works, but I do agree with Kurt that um I hadn't thought about that until you said it, but I I, I do agree with Kurt that it might have been more effective. Um, having them come in and, and tag all to get together and then just just destroy everybody tag team wise and then build that animosity between the two. Correct, because that was yeah, you wasn't no that, animosity man. to build. Christian already got it. No, I, 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 but, I'm with man, you. But, but, the thing, but the thing save about that for a little bit down thing, the road. Yeah, because the whole thing now is you bring your men and you're trying to bring your men. To boost the ratings and get, get, um, generate money, how better to do that than have them go against other teams and build other teams up as you build their them up as well to be back together? Yeah, you're building momentum and you bringing everybody up to another level now. Not just you two, other wrestlers you're going against. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really don't have anything to, <laughs> to say uh, to this. You bring up, a, it's, it's, in my so opinion, many, a very good point. Yeah, because I think there's so many, it's so many better ways they could have. Now that I think this about is it, just, it's better ways they could have done. In my opinion, this is just bad. Because once you're done with this, now what? Yeah. Now yeah. what? Good, very. Because it's point. like it's no, you, you you put yourself in a hole till you don't have any more options to go right now. Because it's like if they go ahead and have that match now, there's no way, especially depending on what kind of match it is and how brutal it is, there's no way they can go back to teaming again. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's the thing I think, um, and then I'll share some some facts that or or answers rather well, to well. questions that I had about him showing up and some of the things that he came with. But um, I I don't think they should I I I don't think they should have this match at full gear. I think Christian has done a great job, as we said earlier, building the persona that he has right now. I think you continue to have Christian, in effect, say, go fuck yourself. I'm not wrestling you. Go fuck yourself. I'm not wrestling you. I've got better things to do, all this and all that. Let him be the chicken shit heel. And have Edge chase him and and, and kind of force the issue and, and finally make Tony Khan... Or if he wants to in, insert some sort of authority, nah, let's not let's not uh, involve any authority. Here. That's been done. Yeah, that's been done. But have Tony Khan say, "Look, either you defend this title against Adam Copeland, or we're going to strip you of the TNT title." Um, now, in the interim, you have Edge have a match, a TV match. Maybe I don't want to see him against either Nick Wayne or Luchasaurus. But I think you're going to have to go through those two people to get to Christian eventually. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't think they should have the match right off the bat because, as, as Kurt just pointed out, again, it's something I hadn't third, third about, thought about. Um, where do you go after that match? Because I don't think you can have Edge lose his first match um, no. or first major match. Um, no. But I don't think it does anybody any good to have him just destroy Christian either because where do you go from there? Exactly. I don't. But I don't even think that that's the whole thing about Tony Khan. Everything is just so short sighted, and for for the moment, bingo. What's the long game? What's the long game in this right now? Bingo. And there is no. You got to remember, Tony Khan's not a wrestling guy. But God damn it, you got enough money. You need to have wrestling people around you. You spent all this money on on Edge to, to bring him in like this. He's not a what, what, Tony Khan. Tony Khan is like one of them guys that ran WCW back in the day before they. Hey were man, you, listen. They, it, he does. He Rich, is not a wrestling guy. So in his mind, he's like, I'm trying to put on the product that he thinks the fans want to see, and he's trying to put on the product that he wants to see. And so probably but, what he wants to see is, I want to see Edge versus Christian. Right. So okay. But we, that, well, we, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I do agree. We should, with this particular story right here, they should play the long game. That I agree with 100% because they have a very storied history that needs to be told, and it needs to be told the right way, building up to that inevitable match or two or three matches or however way they want to do it. But you're dealing with a guy who is basically a fan, and so his company is just based on, I want to put together... Dream matches. I don't care about the story yep. or whatever. Or they try to act like they don't care about the story. But we don't care about the story. We want to put these matches out as fast as we can. And it is to their detriment. Because although we do live in a quote-unquote microwave generation or whatever, mm-hmm. but the long, if, if history has proven itself, usually when you do things, when you, you know, let that, let, let that thing cook in the oven at yeah, 350 degrees, is, is, besides 450 degrees, the product turns out better. And so, but for whatever reason, in his head, he hasn't, that hasn't gone off in his head yet. And I do agree. He needs some wrestling people making those decisions. He just go ahead and write the paychecks and all that and do whatever else he got, you know, what the leader is supposed to do. Yep. And hopefully, maybe. And you would think with all them vets over there, somebody should be like, hey, Tony, this is what we need. But they're getting a paycheck, too, so I don't know. I'm, we I'm not we, sure. We're not, we're so not backstage so or anything, this, so we so don't this, exactly know. But. So this is the thing, and I want y'all to remember this. All rich people, all people that want to be successful, you need a no person in your life. You I agree. No person on your team to say, no, goddamn it, we're not doing that. Right. Or, no, goddamn it, you shouldn't do that. That's a bad decision. He has he got a bunch of yes people around him. Tell him every decision you make is good and is fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't. Th- it's fucking terrible. I don't think that it's a case of. And, and hear me out before you before you you shut me down. I don't think it's a case of he doesn't have anybody telling him no. I think it's a case of all of these people, uh, maybe not all, but a lot of these people have said, "Hey, why not do this." And they did that enough times to where they realize now oh, he's going to do what he wants to do anyway. Mm-hmm. So so they just gave up. Um, from what I hear from other sources, such as uh, Conrad Thompson, 
Jim Cornette and other people that had the connections to speak to people within that locker room, the agents, the agents of these matches, they're, you know, I don't want to say they serve no purpose because I'm not taking a shot at the agents, but the agents say, hey, blah, blah, blah. Tell me what you're laying out. And some of these talents, <clears throat> Adam Page, are going to go ahead and do what the fuck they want to do. They're not listening to the people that are put in place to actually fucking help them. Right. Because they feel like that their way is the best way. Yes. You know, they, because, you know, hey, this is their art. You know what I'm saying? This is their art. True enough. But you're on national television. You're trying to put together a product that fans are going to latch on to and are going to love for years to come. And if you don't tell, if you don't do things the correct way, which has been proven that has worked over time, over decades, almost a hundred years at this point, then you're going to get what it is you're going to get. This company is going to flame out sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's just be, and that's just because the young, the younger, the younger guys, and that's the thing about you know, just the younger generation now. None of these, none of these folks listen to nobody. They feel like people that's older than them don't know shit. And I'm mm-hmm. starting to see that now. <laughs> At 33 years old, I'm starting to see that now because, like, man, 33 years old, I listen a lot more than I talk. And now I'm starting to see, okay, the younger generation, they don't listen to nobody. They feel like their way is the best way, and that is it. And you're seeing that in the wrestling business now, too. Maybe not yeah. WWE so much because they have their system, they have their way of doing things. So when you go there, you already know what's expected. And it's your, you don't it's meet their that, way or the you don't meet that. It, Right, and if you don't meet the expectation, you are out of there. AEW is a totally different story. So, and that's, and that's why we keep getting the product that we're getting. Yeah. And it's not to say that it's all bad. It's not all bad. It's not all bad at all, but the storytelling is a very important and intricate part of the wrestling business. And if you don't tell a story correct, it could be the shittiest story ever. But if it's told correctly, you're going to have a base of people that's going to latch on to that story and it's going to make something that's memorable. Absolutely. And, and if absolutely. you don't tell it the right, if you don't tell it the right way, you try to rush everything and all that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be here today and then it's gone tomorrow. Because I guarantee you, this time next year, we're not going to be talking about Edge's debut on AEW. You'll probably barely remember it. I'll probably remember when he returned at the Royal Rumble after that nine years he had off. He returned at the Royal Rumble out of nowhere and went in there and did his thing or whatever. I probably remember that more than him showing up at AEW even if he's if if he's still wrestling there this time a year from now. So and, and the bad part about all of it is AEW really has some talent and it's it's sad yes. that they're not you being used correctly cuz they really could be doing hitting home runs every week. They really yes. could. Yes. They could have been fucking, it's, it's fucking sad. They really could be. Y'all remember those early years of of, of TNA Impact and all it? Those they yeah. had a run. They had a run for about a good four or five years. They were just not out of the park. It was a they damn good alternate, you know. And they really could have had a run just like them. To, to, yep. And I, you know, and I just don't know how people, the powers that be in that company, just kept fucking that shit up, and it was just sad to see. But they really they had about a good four or five year run where they were just knocking they that did. shit out of the park. Well, see, and yeah. that thing, no Hogan and Bischoff came through, and it just went downhill after them. After that. Part of, part of the issue is, um, and it's ironic that we're talking about this. I mean, it's it's insane that we're talking about this right now. Talk about the, the, the laws of attraction or whatever. My friend Larry and I, shout out to Larry, one of my best friends, great dude, um, who recently just passed his real estate exam. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, 
But uh, we were talking about, I sent him a clip of uh, Big Daddy Kane talking about the, the state of hip-hop right now. And Kane laid out a perfect example of, uh, of what he thinks is wrong. Um, basically, it, it went from you battling people in the neighborhood or at school or whatever and writing rhymes constantly because you wanted to be the best MC. It's mm-hmm. going from that to what it is now. I don't care about being the best MC. I want the hottest record. And there's a disconnect. And I, I told Larry that, that I, I look at hip-hop right now like I look at wrestling. The new generation, for better or worse, has gotten so far away from the fundamentals of what this shit is supposed to be that we people who, who love it don't even recognize it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, there is way too much money being made for it to ever go back to the essence and the elements of what it is supposed to be. And that's sad because, Brandon, you're right. This is, this is, this is a form of entertainment. And any form of entertainment is an art. What these people do is art. So I'm not going to get mad when people say that. But there are fundamentals, basic fundamentals of what this shit is supposed to be. And my fear is that Tony Khan and them keep going the direction they're, they're going. It's, they're going to be gone. Now, from what I hear, the network is, is extremely pleased with them. There's, there's no issues as far as I've been able to read or find or hear about. Um, but another thing on this, I, I read a, a ex, excerpt of Bruce Pritchard's latest show. Have either one of y'all heard it? Cause I haven't listened to Pritchard in a while. No, I have. No. Okay. No, I haven't heard the latest. Well, he was, he was talking about the show Wrestlers on Netflix. Folks, if you have not watched Wrestlers, you, and you are a no, wrestler. Yeah, that's why I heard it from. Yeah. If you're a wrestling fan, go watch it. It's very, very good. Um, but he was talking about wrestlers and, and he gave a backhanded compliment to Al Snow. Basically, he was saying in a nutshell what he's always said. That's cool. You're wrestling. We are sports entertainment. And he, he made that statement like that's, that's the standard. Sports entertainment is the exception to the standard. Quote unquote, wrestling is the standard. And that's what Al Snow is trying to do with OVW. I've watched a few of their shows. Does it come off like that each time, every time? No, because there's some matches that I've watched in OVW that I've just shook my head out. But those men and women are trying to do wrestling the way wrestling is supposed to be done with some elements of sports entertainment in there. Uh-huh. And it kind of pissed me <coughs> off that Pritchard took that, that what I thought to be a low blow to Al Snow and what he's doing in OVW. Uh-huh. Um, what, a couple of things, I, uh, questions that I had with, uh, with Edge coming in, he came in calling himself the rated R superstar. Um, and then he's coming in to his old, his entrance, his entrance music from WWE. So naturally, my, my question was, how the fuck is this possible? Um, 
So WWE abandoned the trademark for Rated R Superstar in 2020. Never picked it back up. I'm not sure if if uh, Edge or Adam Copeland owns that trademark now or has filed for that trademark or if AEW has. I didn't find anything on that. But I do know that uh, WWE abandoned that trademark in 2020. Um, as far as the entrance music goes, um, WWE doesn't own the copyright of that music. That's an independently made song. Well, I say independently. It was made outside of the WWE universe. Um, the entrance music is called Metalingus um, by a band called Alter Bridge. And uh, Edge is apparently friends with them. They made this song. I don't know if they made this song specifically for him, but that's how he's got that music. There is a change to that, though. And I didn't notice it. I didn't catch it. And I read on, I think it was WrestlingCode.com or Wrestling. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I should have wrote it down here. But I read on, on one of the websites that uh, although WWE didn't own the copyright of that song, they did own the phrasing, you think you know me, at the beginning of the song before the drums kick in. So AEW modified that, and I didn't catch it. Here's the cool part. They modified it, and Beth Phoenix is the one saying it. So they got Beth Phoenix involved. Um, so it started with, you think you know me. They've changed that to, you think you, you, think you know him. That country came out in me. I said, thank um, <laughs> but it's if you think you know him. So that's how he was able to get around that, uh, and how he's able to use the rated R superstar. Um, so I'm pretty sure they didn't trademark the now, the um, rated R superstar, him or AEW by, by now. I, I'm, since they I'm, dropped it. I'm like you, I'm, I'm fairly positive they or, or sure they did as well. I just haven't found anything to that. I did see, uh, some sort of, uh, news story, but the, it was kind of like clickbait. You see the, the title and then you go in and there's really no substance to it, but said that Edge was filing several trademarks since joining AEW. And before we move on, man, I want to say one thing to, to the listeners. For those of you that, that hear us and the way we talk about Tony Khan and his booking and all of that, understand this. We don't dislike Tony Khan. I, I think... The three of us, for what we've heard about Tony Khan, is an amazing person to work for. Um, he, he, he allows his talent the freedom to have input, which I think is crucial. Um, and then I also recently heard that um, whoever was in the group with Adam, uh, oh, so many damn Adams. Um, baby, who is it? Adam, Adam Cole. Thank you, Adam Cole. I forgot his name. Seriously, man. But one of the <laughs> one of the guys that was in that group when Adam Adam Cole first showed up in AEW is out with injury. He'd been out for an in, with an injury for a very long time. Tony Khan has continued to pay him. That's dope. Um, he 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 hasn't been rushed to come back. Uh, he's drawn his full paycheck, from what I understand from the article I read. Um, so things like that to me make a difference because I think that wrestlers, since they are, are technically called independent contractors need to be protected in some way, um, and should be for the, for the work that they do. And especially people like Darby Allen, which we'll get to when we review, um, 
Russell Dream here in just a minute. Um, <coughs> we will we will get to that in just a second. But so we're not beating up Tony Khan. We like Tony Khan. We just think Brandon said it perfectly. He is a fan booking a wrestling show, and he's booking it based on what he wanted to see as a kid or wants to see now. And that's all well and good when you're when you're running a uh, what they call an EFED or whatever, but it doesn't translate well to the actual world of professional wrestling that is put on a major TV station week in and week out. Um, and he needs someone there who who will tell him, no, we're not going to do that. And he, he needs to put his foot down. It's one thing to give your talent the ability to have input in their matches. And it's another thing to have them outright say, I don't listen to these people. All three of us do this podcast. How stupid would we be if Conrad Thompson was to come to us or or uh, Brian Lass were to come to us and give us some pointers on how to uh, improve our podcast? And we look at him and go, fuck you, man. I know everything. We know how to do this. We don't need your, your help. <coughs> we would be idiots to do that. And I think the same thing of people like Adam Page who look at a guy like Arn Anderson. Or, or Jerry Lynn, or any of the other agents they have backstage, and go, yeah, 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 I hear you, but I'm going to go out and do my own thing. Arn Anderson is one of the best wrestlers ever. He may not be on many people's Mount Rushmore, but he's one of the best to ever do it. He didn't need a title. He was that damn good. Yep. And for you to go, yeah, I hear you, but no, you need to listen and soak up every damn thing that man says. You can't tell you can't tell the history of the wrestling business without Arn Anderson being in it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So moving on, man, we 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 have our opinions about uh, about Edge coming in. Um, I don't think it's going to be bad. I actually think it. We'll, we'll just wait and see how it turns out, given the the booking style of AEW. And Edge debuted on Wrestle Dream that took place on Sunday, October first, twenty twenty three. At Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington. Now, um, I have a friend and a former coworker who was in attendance, and I did ask uh, John about coming on. Uh, unfortunately, he never re- replied back to me on that. Never um, gave me a yay or nay on that. But uh, he was in attendance. Had some great seats, by the way. He was sitting right behind. No BS. He was sitting right behind Sean Kemp. <laughs> and. Uh, he had great seats, so he was there for everything. But let's go through this uh, real quick. And give me one second, guys. Get a move on on this. Climate Pledge Arena. All right. Here's some things on, on the attendance. Um, have either one of y'all looked at anything for attendance? No. This this is no. this is kind of telling of, of some shit that's going on in AEW right now. Climate Pledge Arena has a seating capacity of 18,000. 300. The unconfirmed, as of when I, I put these notes together, the unconfirmed seating capacity for AEW Wrestle Dream was 7,566 seats. And that was uh, pulled from cultaholic.com. Uh, that was on September, September 29th. Um, on September 30th, WrestleTix reported that the seating capacity had been reduced to 6,359 seats for uh, uh, Wrestle Dream due to poor ticket sales. 
Now, I was able to find where uh, Dave Meltzer said or mentioned or whatever that the actual attendance was 7,300 with a paid attendance of 6,500. Not even half of that arena. Now, John did tell me that they had people from the upper bowl of the arena come down to kind of get the crowd together and make it, you know, where there wasn't so many empty seats. Um, but he said that it, it looked like it was more people to him. But um, I didn't even pay attention to that, to be honest with you. Uh, Tony Khan claims that the pay-per-view did over 100,000 buys. I haven't seen anything uh, concrete on that, but he claims that uh, it was over 100,000. We'll see. Um, let's see. Per... Uh, Per TJWrestling.net, they say that this was one of the smallest attendances in in terms of AEW pay-per-views, not including the pandemic, the time of the pandemic, because obviously those those crowds were extremely small at Daly's Place. But, you know, for a non-COVID-affected pay-per-view, this is the smallest uh, for AEW. Um, before we get into the matches, I want y'all to keep in mind that Tony Khan said that Wrestle Dream will be the end of an era and the dawn of a new era. Um, so everybody speculated that Tony Khan had bought either New Japan Pro Wrestling or Impact. Um, I kind of brushed off the rumors of New Japan because I just didn't see that happening because I don't see New Japan selling. I could see him purchasing Impact. So that is one reason I think people were were caught off guard with the with the arrival of Edge. Everybody was uh, uh, anticipating an announcement that he had bought another promotion, and Edge. <clears throat> so, looking at the uh, pay per view card, the opening match was uh, MJF uh, without the injured Adam Cole taking on the Righteous, uh, and and uh, Brandon last week kind of struggled to even know who they were, but. Uh, he was taking them on for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. Uh, the winner was MJF. Bleacher Report gave this match a B plus. Um, I thought this was a predictable win. Uh, I think it's crazy that that MJF beat two guys, but it is what it is. I gave the match a C. Um, Brandon, did you did you get a chance to see this match? No, I missed the opening match, okay. but I did see where I clicked on. And I saw that he won, and I was like, huh? Yeah. Because I know that Adam Cole is going to be out for a while. Yeah, which makes no sense. A long while. So, um, and Kurt, I, Kurt, I know you you being uh, <clears throat> out and about enjoying the hell out of yourself, um, <laughs> you didn't get a chance to see that. But what do you think about uh, MJF by himself winning a tag team match and retaining the titles? I, I like it. And they, they should um, string this out as long as they can. Okay. Because I really think, and I thought about this when I listened to the podcast when y'all did last week, I really think him keep winning improves his status as the world champion as well. So you just draw it out as long as you can. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And and not a bad take. The only reason I reacted the way I did is I was thinking you would feel the way Brandon and I felt, (laughs) and we would feel the way you felt. (laughs) Um, so it was just, it was, and you know what, when I, when I listened to the show last week, I, I, I felt the same way. I said, I know I'm surprised that they are saying this right now. And I feel the total opposite. Okay. Mm. 
And second matchup was Eddie Kingston taking on Katsuyori Shibata for the Ring of Honor World Championship and the New Japan Pro Wrestling Open White Open Weight Championship. Winner was Eddie Kingston. Bleacher Report gave this match an A. Um, this match was about what I expected. For fans of the of the Japanese style of wrestling, this may have been a great match. To me, it was a chop fest. Um, it, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was kind of boring. Um, I gave it a C. Uh, Brandon, did you get a chance to see this one? Yeah, I saw this one. I gave it a C, too. I was a little, you know, I was a little bit bored, but I do, I understand, I dabble in the Japanese style a little bit here and there. So I, you know, I, I got it, but it, it, it wasn't. That, 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 that sounds, match wasn't. That sounds me. so dirty that you dabble in Japanese style. Why, why you always <laughs> gotta take stuff over the, uh, over the I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just the way my, my mind works. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. So Kurt, um, here in this one, um, what do you, what did you think? About this, with Eddie Kingston continuing to hold the Ring of Honor World Championship and that New Japan title, and the Bleacher Report gave it an A. Yeah, Bleacher Report is on some drugs, but uh, I didn't see any part of the um, pay per view. I tried to find, and I couldn't find anything. Okay, and and that's cool. I'll still uh, ask your opinion what you what you think about like Bleacher Report or whatever. So, um, moving on to the third match. Uh, Chris Statlander taking on Julia Hart for the TBS championship. Uh, the winner was Chris Statlander. She retains the TBS title. Uh, Bleacher Report gave this match a B plus. Um, this match wasn't great or wasn't, it, but it wasn't, uh, let me read back a little bit. This match wasn't bad, <clears throat> but it wasn't good either. It was better than I thought it was going to be. But that doesn't mean that it was a great match. Um, Julia Hart, I will say, looked better wrestling-wise. Um, talking about wrestling, um, she looked better in this match than I've, I've ever seen her look. And I don't know if that's a credit to her putting in the work to get better or that Stat- Statlander carried her for that match. But I gave it a C plus. Did you see this one, Brandon? I did. What would you think um, about I, I, I thought the match was, it was more decent than what I thought it would have been. I think Julia Hart got something. And um, she's getting better and better. And, you know, Statlander, I expected Statlander to win, so. Okay. Um, Kurt, I know you like Statlander. Um, What do you think about her continued reign as TBS champion? You think that's the right call, or? He's on mute. Oh, yeah, I see that now. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think her title reign has been lackluster. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's more a problem of AEW's women's division than it is Statlander. Um, I think I, I like Statlander, but I think it's a combination of both right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I, it's just something since, since she came back from injury, it doesn't look the same. Okay. You know, a lot of people don't, <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of people, when they get injured, especially when they come down to their knees, they they don't move the same way they did before. That's, that's a hard injury to come back from. So, yeah. uh-huh. They, do not, mm-hmm. they don't move historically, no matter what sport you play. The first couple of years after they even had knee surgery and all that, I think the only one that came back even stronger was like Adrian Peterson. That was that year he went for over 2,000 yards right after he tore his ACL. But most most athletes don't come back the same after that. So. All right, moving on to the fourth match of the show. Um, this was a multi-person tag team match. Uh, the Guns versus the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros versus Hook and Orange Cassidy. This match was to name a number one contender 
<clears throat> excuse me, a number one contender to the AEW tag team titles. Uh, the winners were, drumroll please, the Young Bucks. Um, Bleacher Report gave this a B plus. Uh, my take on this was, if you've seen one Bucks match, or Lucha Bros for that matter, if you've seen one of their matches, you've seen them all. Um, because they do not change. It's the same shit every damn time. And normally done in the same fucking way. So, um, I, I did like the guns in this match. I actually like the guns. I want to see more of them. But then I saw them Wednesday and it was like, eh, maybe not. But, um, I do like the guns. And, and with this, Brandon, did you see this match? I did. Okay. They were using Texas Tornado style rules. And folks, if you don't know what that means, of all these tag teams, um, one of the guns could tag in one of the Bucks, or one of the Bucks could tag in one of the Lucha Bros. That's how it was going down. So when they did the spot where both of the guns were in the ring facing each other, the referee wouldn't count the pin when one pinned the other. And he was like, come on now. I'm like, what do you mean? These are Texas Tornado rules. Technically, that's a valid pin. And I thought that was very creative to put in the, in the middle of that match. Um, I, I, I just thought that was hilarious. But overall, I gave this match a D. And the only reason it didn't get an F from me, uh, is because of the guns. Otherwise, I, I don't like watching the Bucks wrestle. I don't like watching the Lucha Bros wrestle. I like Hook, but I don't like Orange Cassidy. So, um, what did you think about the match, Brandon? Yeah, me. It. <laughs> so it, was, it went the exact way I thought it was going to go. <clears throat> the only thing I can say is, I, I think this time we didn't see that. We didn't see that many damn uh, super kicks or whatever. So I was like, okay, that's a breath of fresh air, but yeah, you know, me. I already, I kind of expect. I knew I knew it was going to be between the, the Bucks and the uh, 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 Lucha Brothers. Yeah. And then, um, did, did, did Ray Fitness get hurt again? I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me because he's an accident waiting to happen because nobody tells him stop it. Yeah, because he did a move and I forget. And it's like he just disappeared. And they're like, "Well, he may have." Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, the Pentagon Junior is pretty much in there by himself or whatever. So I'm like, "What the hell happened to Ray Phoenix now?" So. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, Kurt. What do you think? Uh, think about the Young Bucks once again being the number one tag team, number one contenders for the tag team titles? Uh, no comment. <laughs> I, I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, that was. This is the point where, to me, the pay per view switched. Um, the first few matches, four to be exact, were kind of boring to bad. Um, I think here is where the pay-per-view picked way, way up. Um, the fifth match was Swerve Strickland taking on Hangman, Adam Page. Um, Prince Nana danced his little heart off, heart out. Coming, coming to the ring, outside the ring, after the match, the winner was Swerve Strickland. Um, Bleacher Report gave this an A. Um, I'm not a big fan of Adam Page, but I gotta give the man has due. They both did their their best in this match, I think. This is the best I've ever seen um, Adam Page look. Um, the only thing to me that, that hurt the match was the dives and the lack of selling. 
Um, like, I remember specifically Swerve getting hit with a move and then jump right up and hit yeah. um, Adam Page with a move. And then Adam Page, that's the only thing that hurt the match to me. I gave it a yeah. B. What about you, Brandon? About the same. I was I was going to bring that up, too. There was, you know, that point where he hit he, uh, Adam, Adam, shit. Adam Page. Oh, okay. Too many Adams now. Golly, <laughs> that must have been a popular name. Um, hit him with a hit him with a move, swerve, jump back up, hit him with another move, and all that. And I'm just like, all right, y'all could have laid there for a couple seconds, okay? Yeah, but something. Overall, man, I gave that match an A minus. I that match okay. was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, it was um, a very good it, match. It, 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 and I, I, it blew away my expectations. I'm a fan of Swerve. And um, you know, I I just like I just like what he's doing. And then shout out to Prince Nana. <laughs> I don't know what dance he was doing. Goddamn, he was dancing his, his heart out. Shout out to Prince Nana, man. <laughs> yeah, he was deep. Hey, man, every time Swerve did, he did that little move. He did that little dance, man. He shit. <laughs> did the dance all the way up the ramp, down the ramp, in the ring. He did it everywhere. Um, Kurt, uh, I, 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 again, I know you didn't you didn't see the pay per view, but um, Swerve and and Adam Page did their thing in this match. Um, I think they did the right thing by by putting over Swerve Strickland. Um, we'll see where that oh, goes. Yeah. Say what, Kurt? I like I like Swerve. Yeah. I like Swerve. Yeah, well, if you if you can find this match, watch anything from the second half of this card. If you can find the match, watch it. It's it's, it's good. We'll do. Um, next up was Ricky Starks taking on Wheeler Yuta. Um, the winner was Ricky Starks. Bleacher Report gave this a B. Um, I stated on the previous episode that I thought this match would expect uh, blah, 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 words. Mm-hmm. I said that I thought this match would exceed expectations. And in my opinion, it did just that. Um, the thing I don't like, and this is just a general gripe of mine, I don't like it when other wrestlers do um, old school. And by old school, I mean the taker walking the ropes move. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it, it looks silly. It looks silly enough when the Undertaker does it, but he only goes a few steps in. He doesn't walk uh, turnbuckle to turnbuckle and and have somebody looking up at him, obviously helping him balance himself. That's just a general gripe of mine. I don't like to see it. Ricky Starks did it in this match, and and what I did like is that he poked fun at the way John Moxley walked to the ring while doing it. Um, yeah. But I, I gave the match a B. I thought this was a was a good match. Um, Wheeler Yuta, I I don't think he's been done justice by AEW. I don't think he's a phenomenal wrestler, wrestler but I think he looked good in, in this match. Um, Brandon, did you see this one? No, I actually stepped out on my balcony. There was something going on outside, and I stepped out on my balcony <laughs> to see what was going on. By the time I got back, the match was over. Okay. So, <clears throat> so it's like it, it, I wasn't even. Out, I'm like, damn, I wasn't even out there that long. But so it seemed like it was like kind of a shorter match. But yeah, I, I missed this one. Um, but what pops in my head, and I just heard about that old school. I always wonder, like. Did Undertaker ever slip off the rope and fall while he was doing that move? Or he always just went and tight-rolled it to perfection? (laughs) I don't know of uh, a time that he slipped. 
Because if he did, they probably that shit probably in a, on a hidden tape somewhere. <laughs> but the reason why it looks amazing when he – he's to me, he's the only person that could do that move and get away with it. Agreed. Because he's so damn big, and we know that, you know, for those bigger guys, it's hard to balance, especially on a rope without the damn rope snapping. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's the only one to me that could do that move and get away with it for everybody else. I'm like, yeah. You know, but hey, but yeah, I, I, I unfortunately I did miss the match. I they they put out tragedy. <clears throat> Excuse me, they put on a good match. It's you know, it's unfortunate that that CM Punk got fired because I thought that him and Ricky Starks were building up to a very good feud, which I thought would have led to another match with MJF to to name a a uh, undisputed world champion. But they've done well, in my opinion, at trying to keep the momentum for Ricky Starks going. And I think this match did the job as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Kurt, um, if you get a chance to check this one out, do it as well. I sure will. So uh, the seventh match on the card, and I keep pointing out the number of matches because you're going to see in a little bit the, the huge difference between AEW and WWE. Uh, when it comes to, to matches on a pay-per-view card. But this was Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, the winner was Brian Danielson, and at the end of the match, he offered to shake the hand of Zack Sabre Jr., but Sabre Jr. just rolled out of the ring and walked off. So leads me to believe there may be more to come on this, and if there is, thank you, sweet baby Jesus, because this match, well, let me first say, Bleacher Report gave it an A+. This match, Kurt, I know you don't like the word great being used a whole lot because I agree. Uh, us wrestling fans do tend to throw that word around too much, but this was a great match. Um, a few weeks ago, I watched a match with uh, Adrian Street taking on a gentleman by the name of Jim Briggs. This was in London in 1972. And if most modern wrestling fans watched that match, they would probably think it was boring. And the whole reason I bring that that up is that's what this match reminded me of. A technical wrestling match um, where guys worked a body part and they paced themselves well. They didn't go quite as, and I don't want to give the wrong impression, make it seem like old school wrestlers were moving at a snail's pace. But they didn't go quite as slow as, say, Dusty versus Ric Flair. They were a little bit quicker with that, with their moves. But they did it at a pace to, that was, to me, believable and that, that somebody could uh, could could get into. Um, they kept me on the edge of my seat, and it wasn't because of insane, unpredictable, unnecessary high spot. It was because it was a good fucking match. I also gave it an A+. Plus. Brandon, I know you saw this one. What did you think? A plus. Yeah, I ain't seen a good technical wrestling match in a long time. I'm a fan of technical wrestling. Good technical wrestling. A plus. They knocked it out. They they knocked it out of the park for me. They knocked it out of the park like you. I was on the edge of my seat, and I'm just like, man, it's there's always there's always a room on a wrestling show for a good. Technical match. Yes. That was a well, I'm gonna try, good I'm gonna try to find that today. I'm gonna if, try to find that. You got to find it. If I find Family, it before you, you find it, Kurt, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Please do. Thank and you. I want so you that, to watch that, it. And the that psychology that they had in the match was very good. I mean, like they told a fucking story in this match. And and yep. you don't see that in AEW at all. 
So they did they, they they did their thing, and I I just love love and I credit um I credit Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit for this. I love a great technical wrestling match. Those are the most to me. Those are the most compelling matches because it's literally made the best man win. And you got to out wrestle your opponent. Yeah, and and they were and, they it's, were, and it's just those are just those leave me because it almost puts you like back in that um you know the amateur wrestling stuff or whatever because mm-hmm. that's what they do they work a body part they work yeah. a body part and then I'm like I'm gonna get you to submit and I'm gonna get you over to cross this line so we get this point and then, then you know the ones that do it the best those matches are just very very compelling I I love it agreed loved agreed it. um and I certainly hope that that little spot at the end um, leads to, to something further with uh, Sabre Jr. And, and Danielson. And at the oh, end of, at the, end hey, of the hey, match... Hey, man, look, I've, I've, I've been watching Zach, Zach Sabre Jr. for a minute. He's real deal. He's real deal. Especially you put him in there with the right opponent. He's real deal. Um, I've heard a lot about him. I've heard a yeah, lot about A lot of good things deal. about him. Yeah, he's, at, he's, he's real deal. At the end of the match, um, Danielson made it a point to, to give some shine to uh, referee Aubrey, um, and I gotta give I gotta give her credit on this match. Uh, she refereed several matches on this card, actually, but I, I'll give her her credit. She didn't, whether it be intentional or unintentional, she didn't make herself the focal point of this match. Um, it, it, I, I I'm you know I can't sell this match enough. It was a good match. Um, next up, we've got Sammy Guevara. Will Ospreay and uh, Takeshita taking on Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi. Um, now, reading those names, you think <clears throat> I would probably shit on this match. And I would have probably thought I would have shit on this match as well. But um, the winners were Sammy Guevara, Will Ospreay, and uh, Takeshita. Bleacher Report gave this an A minus, although I didn't give it the same grade. I'm not mad at that A minus. Um, overall, I liked the match. Um, it did include some of the things I complain about, like multiple chops, forearms, all of that stuff. But those things, for the most part, uh, fit within the confines of this particular match. Yeah. Um, I think Guevara did an excellent job of playing the cocky yet chicken shit heel. Um, Omega was doing fine until he did the slapping on the mat thing before his dive. I I hate that. If you're going to do the dive, do it. But to sit there and continue slapping the mat, and that makes everybody look bad. But that's that's the one thing I will complain about um, on this match. Um, Well, I say that's my one thing. The other thing I didn't like was – and I'm probably speaking blasphemy to some people, was Kota Ibushi. Um, maybe it's just because I'm not super familiar with his style, um, and, I'm, and I'm not used to seeing it in the ring, but his too-cool-for-school approach in the ring took away from everything because he gets hit with a forearm, doesn't move at all, Kind of halfway turns his crowd look or turns his head, looks at the crowd and like really he thinks this is gonna hurt me. It's like he's impervious to pain and that's just crazy to me. Um, but I did give the match a B minus. I did think it was a it was a good match um, overall. Chris Jericho 
you can tell if you've never seen it or been able to tell it before, you'll see it and can tell it in this match. He is so fucking limited in what he can do now because basically all he does is chop. Um, so Brandon, did you see this one? I saw most. Of, no, I saw most of it. What'd you think? Of I saw it? most of it, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. From what I saw, I thought it was pretty good. I saw, yeah, it was like a part that I missed, like a couple minutes of it that I did miss. But um, no, the match overall it was pretty good. It kept me, you know, I was hooked or whatever. And like you, I, I was about ready to tune it out. But you know, they got my attention. Yeah. I think Simon Guevara needs to stay a heel. He's a perfect heel. Um, because he's just, he he the way he. Looks in his manner, it's just like I, I just can't. I don't, I do not want to like this guy. I like him as a heel. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Jericho is, yeah, Jericho definitely showed his age. Um, I don't think Jericho got much time left. Oh, so, wrestling, um, folks, wrestling. We don't think he's going to die anytime soon. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, dang, I ain't even saying like that. <laughs> but I mean, like, as far as wrestling, I don't think that he has a lot. I don't think he has a lot left. Yeah, wrestling, he, 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 yeah, he'll be out sooner than later. So because he's moving um, slow but, and all he does is chop. Yeah, <laughs> and then on top of that, you know, he has a whole band that he's on tour with and everything. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, you know, hey, you know what? Father Time catches up with everybody, and Jericho is not a young man yeah. anymore. So, but hey, kudos to him because he's able to still get in there and do it, and he has a band, and he has a family and everything. He's and, still able to get in there and do it. So hey, kudos to him. Speaking, speaking he can do, he can do band, a lot more than what I could do right now. So <laughs> me too. Speaking of the <laughs> band, a lot of people give him shit about Fozzie. Um but I I read not too long ago, and I've listened to some of their songs. I actually like some of their songs. But I've heard that this band, the reason it is called Fozzie, is because it started out as a tribute band to Ozzy Osbourne. Yep. And I didn't if you know notice that. the uh if you notice like their little graphic and all that, mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne had the same graphic. Okay, I didn't catch on to that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but by the way, let me preface this by saying yes, I am. I do listen to Ozzy Osbourne. Amen. <laughs> hey, thank you, v- look, thank you. Behind the music, VH1. Man, look. Let me tell you, <laughs> and we're not going to spend too much time on this. But yeah. Let me tell you, folks. If y'all have never listened to uh. Crazy Train, oh yeah, or War Pigs, especially War Pigs. Ozzy's dropping some shit. Oh yeah, Ozzy is dropping some shit. I mean, good shit that makes you stop and think. Oh yeah, going um, up the rails on the Crazy Train, baby. Yeah, oh yeah. Yes. yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I just now, what what did you think about um, uh, Shabata? And if I'm saying, is that who it was? You know what? I, uh, Ibushi, Ibushi. I'm sorry, Cody Ibushi. I, 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 I want, I want to like connect to him like some of the other wrestling fans do, but I just can't. Yeah, is, it, is it for the is it missing. for the reasons I said? Probably so. Okay. It's just something missing because I clicked on to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura faster than I did Cody Ibushi. I'm going to mute for a second. Keep talking, but I, I'm going to mute for a second. Okay. But yeah, I kind of I latched on to Shinsuke Nakamura quicker than I did Kota Ibushi. Shinsuke Nakamura. Now this before Shinsuke went to NXT and all that when he was in Japan. I I just like what he was doing back when he was in Japan. I just enjoyed the entire presentation and everything. Um, I'm not and I'm not saying that Kota Ibushi is a bad wrestler at all. I think he's I think he's good. But I just I I 
<clears throat> on my side, I just can't like just connect. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. And maybe it's because I, I every time we've so. seen him, either he's in a tag team match, he's never really been in a star. I just really haven't just been exposed to him as much to really like get a real deal feel for him. But I think he's good. I just yeah, I, haven't been able to connect to him like that. I can't get into him. At I, I, I agree. Not one fucking bit. I agree with you, Kurt. Not one bit. Just, yeah. He's, he's all, every time I've seen him, <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. It's just like it's just like he's too stiff, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just like I can't get into I, it. I can't. Yeah, it's just I, I, I just can't. Can't get into it. I can't. I, I tried. I I just I can't. <laughs> well, moving. <laughs> you know on. what? No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> next up is FTR taking on Aussie Open uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. The winner. Winners, rather, was FTR. They retained their tag team championships, so that means at some point we are going to see the Bucks versus FTR part Ugly. four, I think. Um, and I'll share my opinion on that at some other time. Uh, Bleacher Report gave this match a B plus. Um, my, my take was that I liked the match, but it didn't. I, first of all, I'm not really sold on Aussie Open. Um, I just, I've, I've read good things about them. I've heard how people rave about them, but I just, it's, it's like the Cody, uh, the Abushi factor. I just can't get into them. Uh, so maybe that's part of what it was for this match. But this match was, for me, was kind of a notch down for FTR, but I still gave it a, a B minus. Um, did you see this one, Brandon? There's this one I started to fall asleep. Okay. Because I was, I was tapping look, out. You know, I had to, it's a Saturday night. You know, you, you y'all, y'all know me, man. I'm, it's Saturday night. I'm chilling. I'm going for football. I'm watching wrestling at the same time. So now I'm already overstimulated. I done had, you know, my, my, my drink and everything. It started to kick in. The highlight of the show was it for me because I felt like that Brian Danielson and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. match should have been in the main event. And so this is when I start to trail off a little bit. Okay. So and, well, yeah, they did have yeah. the unenviable task of following that match. Yeah. Um And keep in mind, by this point, the crowd had already been there four and a half hours, so they're probably. Now, I think they were kind of starting to get burned. I think they were getting burned out too. Yeah. So, um, another note in this match: that shatter machine they gave for the finish looked really weird. Um, hmm. I don't know if the guy from Aussie Open you know, botched it, or if, um, I think it was Dax that actually did it, if he botched it, or it was just a combination of the two, but it looked really, really weird, and it looked painful. So, now talking about the main event, the actual main event, <coughs> excuse me, here we go. Christian Cage took on Darby Allen in a two out of three falls match for the TNT Championship. Uh, the first fall went to Darby Allen, which I, and he did a creative roll-up um, pulling <laughs> pulling Christian's sweater over his head. Um, I thought that was a really creative way to get that first fall. Um, the second fall went to Christian Cage, and and here is a here is where I think you know I told you guys in our pregame um, what I thought about some of the spots in this match, um, and what I mean specifically is what Christian Cage and Darby Allen did with the ring steps at this point. Um, 
I thought it was unnecessary, first and foremost. I thought it was extremely dangerous. Um, it made me, like, loudly react to it because of what they were doing. So much to the point, my son came out of the out of his bedroom asking me if everything was okay. And I'm like, yeah, everything's cool, man. But I'm just watching this and watching the, the punishment he's taken. And my son came in when they were doing the the uh, picture in picture replay. When he saw it, he went, "Oh, damn!" So they did that, and and Christian Cage gets the second fall by countout. Um, and I don't I don't see how the next day Darby Allen might have been up and walking. Um, when I'm telling you, when you guys see this spot. Um, you're gonna cringe. It's it's not bloody, but is it? But it is extremely violent in the sense of a car wreck sort of thing. Um, it's very violent and very unnecessary. And as we talked about late uh, earlier, rather, somebody has to tell these guys no. That's too much. That's too far. Since nobody did that, I'm gonna fault. Not only Darby Allen, but I'm also going to fault Christian Cage. Christian, being the veteran, should have told this guy, look, we can do one of these. Um, or we can do something similar. But what you're asking me to do, no. That's that's too much. It's too far, too risky. Because it really was dangerous. And I'm, I'm not overselling this. When you guys see it, you're going to see what the fuck I'm talking about. It was... It... it, it it could have went so wrong in so many ways. And he did it not once, not twice, but I think three times. Um, but anyway, past that, Christian Cage gets the third and final uh, fall. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, Christian gets the third and final fall, retaining his TNT championship. Um, he got in the ring. He peeled back the mat. I saw him when he started undoing the ring skirts. I'm like, the fuck is he doing but he stripped the ring like nearly halfway completely down to the boards that they put in uh, for the for the uh, mat and gave Darby Allen his finisher on the wood. That, I thought, was, was perfect. That, I thought, was good. It worked. Uh, and it was in the, it was safely done. So after all of that, um, Nick Wayne comes out. Uh, Christian Cage gets his, his title, is going to hit Nick Wayne with it, or going to hit Darby Allen with it. Nick Wayne comes out, and it looks like he's he's there to save his buddy. Then he snatched the title from, from Christian and turned on uh, Darby Allen, smashed him in the face with the title. Yeah, for the, didn't he turn on him again for the second time? I, I didn't know he did it the first time, but yeah, apparently so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yes, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, he did. So uh, hey. when that happened, they started beating down Luke, uh, They start beating down um, Darby Allen. And Luchasaurus comes out to join in on the festivities. He starts beating on him as well. Sting comes out. And, of course, they all overpower Sting. Um, Christian grabs a chair, sets Sting up for a concerto. And this is where we have the entrance of edge. And we talked, we've already talked about that at the beginning of the show. So we're not going to run it down here. Um, Bleacher report gave this, there it is an a plus. Um, 
I gave the match an A plus as well because I think it was a very good match. But I just think that one spot they they just went too far in my opinion. Um now the spot Is that the spot with the steps? Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, because I just um I literally just pulled I said, let me see if I can try to find it this time. And somebody had a highlight reel, so I found yeah. it. That and shit's yeah, cool. That, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and did you see the whole thing where he did it like two or three times? Yeah. Yeah. Specifically I think totally it was it was either left. the second one or the last one he did that looked really bad to me. And I thought Darby Allen was legitimately like done for. I don't mean dead, but just like seriously injured. Yeah. Can you share that, Brandon? Yeah, I'll, um, hold on. Pull it up on my phone. Yeah, go ahead and share it with him now, um, and I'll continue. Perfect. But, but yeah, I, I gave the match an A plus too, despite that spot, um, because these guys they they put in an effort that was very good. Christian did a great job at playing the cold hearted heel. Um, I love the spot, even though um, it took a while to get there. I love the spot of him stripping the ring down and giving Darby the finisher. Um, on the wood, on the planks beneath the mat. Um, I, I like the after, uh, the afterbirth, as Jim Cornette calls it, of the match. I think everything they did, except for that spot, was great in this match. So kudos to uh, to Christian and Darby. But somebody has to learn, or uh, Darby has to learn to listen to somebody telling him no and that it's too much. Because the kid, the kid has a good career ahead of him, but he's going to fuck it all up and end up um, just like or worse than Dynamite Kid. So, Kurt, did you see it? Um, hold on one minute. All right. <clears throat> so, before we move on to some funny stuff, well, this may be funny too. Um, let's take a look at the uh, the Monday Night Raw review and the AEW Dynamite review. Review. We're going to run through this really quick because neither show was, you know, anything to to stop and you know talk about. But uh, we definitely want to keep you guys updated on everything in case you weren't able to tune in or whatever. So on October the second, Raw was coming live from the SAP Center in San Jose, California. Um, you had Alpha Academy taking on Imperium. The winners were Imperium, who I think needed that win. Um, Bleacher Report gave that match a B. Next matchup, you had Cedric Alexander taking on Bronson Reed. Talk about somebody that needs a win. Both of these men need one. Um, winner was Bronson Reed. Bleacher Report gave this a C-. And, and Kurt or Brandon, if either one of you want to chime in when I'm running through these, feel free. Because I'm okay. just going to run through them real quick. Um, Xavier Woods taking on Ivar. Winner was Xavier Woods. Bleacher Report gave this a C+. Chelsea Green taking on Tegan Knox. The winner was Tegan Knox. Bleacher Report gave this a C. The Miz taking on Drew McIntyre. The winner was Drew McIntyre. Uh, Bleacher Report gave this a C+. And the main event was Gunta taking on Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, the winner was Gunta. Uh, Bleacher Report gave this an A-. minus. Bleacher Report gave the overall show a C+. Plus. Now, we talk about Bleacher Report being on drugs. We head, <laughs> we head to AEW Dynamite, uh, taking place October 4th at the Stockton Arena in Stockton, California. Uh, Ray Phoenix taking on Nick Jackson. Uh, winner was Ray Phoenix. Bleacher Report gave that match a C+. Plus. 
Wardlow returned to take on Griff Garrison. Shout out to Griff Garrison. Um, the only reason I do have seen him in some independent shows before. Uh, the winner was Wardlow. Bleacher Report gave this a C+. The acclaimed and dead ass taking on The Butcher, The Blade, and Kip Sabian. Uh, the Blade. <laughs> the winners were The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Bleacher Report gave this a C. Uh, you had a Bullet Club Gold promo that didn't go on too long, but it still was like, eh. Uh, this set up the uh, MJF versus Jay White match uh, at full gear. Uh, Bleacher Report gave this an A. Then we had Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega taking on Takesha and Kyle Fletcher. Uh, Sammy Guevara was supposed to be in this match, but Don Callis announced that he wouldn't be available. Uh, the winners were Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Bleach Report gave this match a B plus. Timeless Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. Tony Storm won this one. Bleach Report gave this a C plus. And then shout, we, out to the titty, shout out to the titty slap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, then we had the Adam Copeland promo to end the show. Edge, for folks who don't know his real name. Um, Edge made the pitch to Christian that they should be a tag team again. We talked about this. The moment of the fucking night. Chris, Christian hugged him and told him to go fuck himself. Oh, man. Bleacher Report gave this an A. I would give this an A plus simply because of Christian's reply. Um, man, Christian, Christian, hey man, hey, Christian is a legend. Okay, <laughs> Christian, the creepy little bastard, Christian. The CLB, I ain't heard that le- in a while. Is a, man, hey man, is a legend. Legend. And Bleacher, that shit. Bleacher Report gave this overall show a B. Now you heard the grades I I called out. They give Raw a C plus. And give AEW a B. They had basically they're biased. Yes, I'm telling you they're biased. They basically had the same grades for their matches, but somehow yeah. AEW gets a B. They're biased. Absolutely. All right. So moving right along, let's get to a little comedy before we close out the show with WWE Fastlane. All right. So in. <laughs> In my efforts to find uh, some information for the show, I ran across a news story. Um, I think it was on TJR Wrestling. I, again, I should have written it down, but I didn't. Apologies to whatever website. I love I love to cite my sources, so um, my apologies for this to that website. But I ran across a story that Hulk Hogan is making claims that there were plans for his son, Nick, to wrestle Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 39. And, Brandon, when I told you guys that in the pregame, your response was, there ain't no way in hell. Uh, I was about to say, it wasn't cricket. You know, you're the guy, no, <laughs> no I think it was something else that I said that I'm not going to say out loud. <laughs> but there's no way in hell. Use a damn lie. Like, come on, man. So... Hogan claims that Shane reached out to him asking, him, asking him if he still had one more match left in him. And um, Hogan claims that his reply to that to, to Shane was, you know, I really can't, but how about, <clears throat> excuse me, how about Nick uh, stand in for me since I can't wrestle him? I'll, I'll be on the, on the outside of the ring with him. Um, Hogan then went on to say that Shane uh, 
and and I'm doing air quotes here. Y'all can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. But he said that Shane had air quotes some type of issue with his quad, and he never heard back from Shane. The inter- <laughs> the interviewer was Chris Van Blay, if I'm saying that name right. Yeah. Um, and I know who he is. I just always fuck his name up. But Chris Van Blay. <laughs> Pointing out to Hogan that the injury he's talking about happened to Shane at WrestleMania 39. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So Hogan's whole reason for Shane not getting back with him was because he tore his quad at the event that Hogan says he was talking about. <laughs> he was talking about wrestling Nick. Um, <laughs> so after that, right after that, I wanted to. Kept, kept reading. An unnamed WWE higher up called bullshit, and I think they literally used the words as a quote, bullshit, on Hogan's claim. The unnamed source uh, stated that they had never had any serious talks of Nick, Ho- Nick Hogan ever being involved in WWE. And what they mean by that is that uh, even when Hogan would bring him up uh, in his earlier WWE runs, the WWE was like, yeah, no, we don't see any any benefit to this. We don't see any interest in this, so we'll just we'll leave it go. Okay, I said I didn't write down my source. Guess what I found at the bottom of this note? I found my source. Um, that came from WrestlingNews.co. So shout out to WrestlingNews.co. But after I read that, I just started thinking that a discussion of some of Hulk's most egregious claims might be a good topic for the show and give us a little bit of laughs. So um, we won't spend too much time on it, but um, some of these claims, <laughs> Hogan claims that he partied with John Belushi after WrestleMania 2. <laughs> WrestleMania 2 was on April the 7th, 1986. John Belushi died... March 5th, 1982. I'm sorry, May 5th, 1982. So somehow, um, Hogan was able to party with a zombified uh, John Belushi. He might have been so fucked up, he thought it was John Belushi. I mean, he might have been. Um, another, claim, another claim made by Hulk Hogan is that both the Rolling Stones and Metallica wanted him to join their band as their bass player. He claims specifically about Metallica, he claims that Lars Ulrich approached him and asked him to join. Lars Ulrich flat out denies ever having a conversation with Hulk Hogan of any sort. Uh -uh. Oh, shit. Um, Here's one that's both sad... And funny all at the same time. Um, Hogan claimed that he met a Make-A-Wish kid in England and gave him tickets to SummerSlam 92 at Wembley Stadium, the old Wembley Stadium, to watch him in the main event. Guess who wasn't in the main event at SummerSlam in 1992? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan wasn't even on the fucking card. At all. Not even close. And from what I understand, he wasn't wasn't even even in the UK. (laughs) 
<clears throat> Hope wasn't even in. Hope, Hope wasn't even backstage. I think he was off filming movies at that point or something. Yes, because he? he didn't show back up on on uh, WWF at that time. WWF TV until like early '93. <laughs> that was WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, it was WrestleMania. Okay. He didn't come back to WrestleMania. All right, oh, man, what a dude! Here, here's one. He claims he once wrestled 400 days in one year. Uh, so that means that he did two a days, right? No, 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 no. Not, not. He's not saying he wrestled four hundred times in a year. He wrestled four hundred days in one year. In, in, you know what? I in think, other think... words, he's saying that he wrestled forty more days than are in a Gregorian calendar. I think hope. I think hope. Um, I think hope has a. Uh, I think he lives in the alternate reality. I, I, I've got an I've got an opinion. I'll share on all of this once we once we get done. But, um, folks, wrestling four hundred days in one year is simply impossible. I don't Damn. care. He claims that's because of the the international dateline um, that that took him either uh, forward a day or back a day. Um, Hulk. It's still the same time. Who thinks like that? Who thinks Hulk like Hogan. that? <laughs> Hulk what Hogan. the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Hulk, just because you go across, like, right now, it's it's October the 8th in the other half of the world. But it's still the same time. It doesn't mean if I go over. Same 24 hours. Yes. It doesn't mean if I go over to Japan right now that, oh, I, I gained a day, so there's 366 days in my in my year. That no, it's still the same 365 days. Oh my god! Yeah, that was just simply impossible, folks. I, yeah. You can you can joke and say you've done something, but Hogan's dead serious. Um, Hogan claims he turned down the starring role in the movie The Wrestler three times because he quote didn't deserve it. He didn't feel like he deserved it. The director of that movie—yeah, the director of that movie himself says that he never offered the role to Hulk Hogan. Mickey Rourke, in case y'all didn't know, uh, was the star of that movie. Randy the Ram Robinson, I think, was the character's name. Very good movie, too, by the way. Uh, if y'all haven't seen yep. it, um, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Okay, my last one. Hogan claims, and, and this is one that everybody has heard. Hogan claims that he was supposed to be the name behind the Foreman Grill, meaning it should have been the Hogan Grill or the Hulk Grill or the Hulk Hogan Grill. Um, the problem with this is he has two versions of this claim. Um, depending on which, which time you catch him at, depends on which answer you get. The first claim is that he missed the opportunity because he missed a phone call while picking up his kids from school. The second version he tells is that his agent presented him with two endorsement deals, a meat maker of some description and the grill. Hogan claims that he, he picked the meat maker and told his agent to give the grill to George Foreman specifically like, Hey, yeah, I take this, take this grill and give it to George Foreman. Call George Foreman and, and let him have the grill. What the fuck? So Kurt Kurt had something to say on this one during the pregame. Um, do you care to share that now, Kurt? 
Yeah, so I think it's a combination of one and two. I think he did miss the phone call, and I think he did have a choice of picking one, but I don't think he told them to get the grid of George Foreman. That, that, that's total bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Call George Foreman. Give him this grill. I think it'll work that, out. This is out the blue. I'm like, George that's total, Foreman. Total bullshit. That's bullshit. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, Kurt. I'll, I'll take I'll take that pen you're offering. But the marker? Call up Keanu Reeves and give that to him. Because I'm, like, yeah. I'm just like, out of the blue, George Foreman? Yeah. yeah. Out of the blue. Like, oh, man. Here, here's my take on this. I, I think Holt's mind, I don't think he's mentally deficient. That's not what I'm saying. But I think Holt's mind is still operating in the time where there was no such thing as the Internet, where things last forever. Um, and he's made these claims for so long that, one, he believes them himself, and or two, forgets that people can fact check this shit. Like we can we can fact check if the Rolling Stones or Metallica reached out to Hogan and said, "Hey man, we want you to be our bass player." No. Yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> and uh, one that I didn't put down, he claims that he is the one behind uh ring entrance music being a thing. That That's a damn lie. That he started this. Oh yeah, hell yeah, it's a it's a damn lie because he claims that when he, when he was in, I think it was AWA and then later WWF initially, he was coming out to Eye of the Tiger. But the Freebirds were coming out to Freebird long before that. Not didn't only that, I found the, this the original did, Didn't the original Gorgeous George have ring music? I too? was just about to go there. I found that out while, while looking at this. George, Gorgeous George came out to Pomp and Circumstance in the 40s. Right. Now, I didn't know that. I always thought it was uh, uh, the Freebirds. Macho Man that. thing. Yeah, I always thought that the Freebirds started that, but it turns out wow. it, it had been done before. So, oh, man, it is crazy. All right. Let's go ahead and get into WWE Fastlane. That's going to be later today, folks. Later today, WWE will be presenting the 2023 edition of Fastlane, one of the dumbest names for a pay-per-view that I think I've ever heard. Um, however, I It'd think... it be great balls of fire. It does. But I think... Here's, here's something completely out of left field. I think that... NWA has taken that title from Great Balls or Balls of Fire or whatever. Their pay-per-view for the month of or month of October, and you'll never know it by the way it's spelled, but it's Sam Hain or something like that. It's a Wiccan word that means like casting spells or something. Stupid name for for a pay-per-view. But that is the NWA. Um I would like to say for the NWA, shout out to Pollo Del Mar, uh, who is a, a wrestling manager in the NWA. I'm a follower. I don't care if you don't like it because um, Pollo is a uh, drag queen. I don't care if you like it or not. I think Pollo Del Mar is completely hilarious. And I love the goddamn comebacks that Pollo gives when people come talking that shit in her chat. Anyway, 
Getting back to <laughs> WWE Fastlane, taking place today at 8 p.m. at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Um, here's where I was talking about match, uh, the number of matches on the card. Uh, we've got John Cena and L.A. Knight taking on the bloodline consisting of Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. Um, we've got the LWO consisting of Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and as of the time I, <clears throat> excuse me, as of the time I wrote this down, an unknown partner, I think it's since either been revealed or will be revealed tonight that it's Carlito. Um, will be revealed. Okay, cool. It's not official sure. yet. We don't know. It's dirt, all dirty stuff. But uh, gotcha. Uh, they're they taking on. They're taking on Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Io Sky is taking on Charlotte Flair and Oscar defending her championship. Judgment Day, made up of Damian Priest and Finn Balor, are taking on Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. And in the main event, we have Seth freaking Rollins taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, that's it. Five matches. And that's not a complaint that that's it. Five matches. WWE knows how to pace and knows how to book a pay-per-view. Um, yeah, so... Just the sheer number of matches. There were four more matches on the Wrestle Dream card. So, what we're going to do now is get into our predictions. All right, for uh, first match listed, John Cena and LA Knight taking on Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. Oops, sorry about that. Hit my mic. Brandon, who you got? Uh, John Cena and uh, John Cena and, and LA Knight. <laughs> John Cena and that other guy. <laughs> All right, Kurt, who do you got on this one? I'm going to go to the bloodline. All right. And I've already put my pick in here. I've got John Cena and L.A. Knight as well. Uh, for the matchup between Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and allegedly Carlito, uh, taking on Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Brandon, who do you have on this one? I'm taking the Hurt Business 2.0. Oh, at first I was like, who? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kurt, who do you got in this one? I have the same as Brandon. All right. We're good. We got a clean sweep on this one um, because I picked the same winners. Give me one second. Although, when the Carlito come out, I'm going to be a 12-year-old child again. It's <laughs> been the face of people who want to be cool. <laughs> I never, never was a fan of Carlito. He never liked Carlito, man. I, 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 I liked, I liked his wrestling. I never liked the gimmick. So I'm, with, I'm with you on that, Kurt. That yeah, well, I like. <laughs> well, I mean, I to, to your credit, Brandon, you were a little bit younger than us when when that came out. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can have too as well. Yeah. All right. So next up, Eo Sky versus Charlotte Flair <clears throat> versus Oscar for the women's world title. Brandon, who do you have? Uh, wait a minute. Who's a, who, who, what's the match again? EO Sky versus Charlotte Flair versus Oscar. Ooh, man. Uh, take EO Sky. All right. EO Sky to retain for Brandon. Uh, Kurt, who do you have in this one? I'm going to go with Brandon, EO Sky. All right. And I went. That was with, hard to pick. Say what? I said that was hard to pick. I agree. 
Um, I picked Charlotte Flair um, because I think they're going to start building for Charlotte versus uh, Jay Cargill. So, <clears throat> but I will. Oh yeah, but oh 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 yeah. I meant I forgot to mention. Um, they're saying that Jay Cargill is going to be in is going to be at that pay per view tonight. So I don't know if she, uh, they're going to debut her tonight. Uh, or, you know, she's just going to be there just for, you know, PR or whatever. I don't know. But they're saying that she's going to be at that pay-per-view tonight. Okay. So, we'll see. That should be interesting. All right, next up, Damian Priest and Finn Balor taking on Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes. Who do you got, Brandon? Uh, I'm going to take Finn Balor. All right. So, oops. Damn it. Kurt, who do you have in this one? Judgment Day. All right. I went with Judgment Day as well. And here's what I think is going to happen. Judgment Day, because Jey Uso is going to turn on Cody Rhodes Uh and join the Judgment Day. I Um, doubt it. Next up, well, actually, main event, Seth Rollins taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Brandon, who do you have in this one? I'm going to take the upset. Go on, Shinsuke Nakamura to win the championship tonight. All right. Kurt, who do you have in this one? Yes, I'm gambling. Say that again? Uh, I said, yes, I'm gambling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going go with Seth Rollins. All right. Going with Seth Rollins. I went with Shinsuke as well. Um, my reasoning is I just, I just think this is the time to pull the trigger on that. Um, and, and give Shinsuke a run with that title. It may be good or bad, but I I personally have liked what him and Seth have done up to this point. Um, that shit sucks. <laughs> yeah, I knew how you felt. Um, and I was like, I'm but not. But you know what? I do. I do think you know what. I'm not going to change my prediction. I'm going to I'm going to keep it with Seth. But I do think Shinsuke is going to win. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at some point. It, you got to pull the trigger on that. So you got to pull the trigger. Don't. You got to pull the trigger. If you don't, then yeah, Shinsuke you never might as well go ahead and just quit. Yeah. yeah. You gotta yeah. You never, if you don't do it now, you ain't going to never do it. Yeah. You got to yep. shit or get off the pot. Yeah. So, um, and I just, I think for me, Seth Rollins' run as uh, as champion has been less than fun. Uh, it's been boring, quite honestly, to me. So I, I think. He had leap. The thing was, Seth really didn't have like a real threat to that championship. Yeah, when they fucked it up, I, I disagree. Right. Yeah, I was about to say I disagree with you there, Brandon. They they had a couple of things they could have done with it, in my opinion. When they fucked it up. They fucked it up. Who's your who? Who are you referring to, Kurt? Cody. Okay. Yeah. Same here. Same here. But not. Nah, but I don't look at. I didn't look at Cody as a real threat because we already know what championship that he's going for. Well. So I never thought if that play, even if, if they did put him together, I never thought he would have won that belt. But if you want to bid him to go against um, Roman, why not have him win? Nah. I just, I, for me, I'm like, that's not the belt that he, it's, it's like, okay, yeah, I got this, but I don't think he would have even cared as much. He, want, he wants the big, big prize. Did, but, okay, you get the, get the small belt first, and then you go for the big one. And now you have both. 
or you could even. I just, I, I just never saw. I just never saw that happening. I never bought. Even when they tried, I never bought that for one minute. Yeah, I, I think, it should have happened. It should have happened. I mean, it should, but I'm just no. That's I, I come think on. They, no, what, looking at the way, looking at the way they do shit, I'm like nah, bro. We we know what Bill Cody trying to go for. I, th- I it's think it's not even make sense for him to capitalized on the real life heat between Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, I, I think that would have been great, uh, and and I'm not throwing that word around. Uh, just to use it, I, I legitimately think that Cody versus Seth Rollins could have been a great feud, simply because of their real life heat. They they don't yeah. like each other, um, and and as the as the sign that used to hang above Jerry Jarrett's head in his office, real issues create cash or something like that. Um, so I controversy think- creates cash. No, that, no, real, that's life issues, real life with, with real life issues great cash. Thank you. There oh. it goes. Thank you. I should have known to, to check with Kurt on that because that's a Memphis thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, I, I think they, they, they missed the, the boat with that one. Um I now I agree yeah. I agree with you, Brandon, that I think the ultimate thing to do is to dethrone Roman Reigns. Um mm-hmm. so I, I, I agree with that. But I think along the way, because you're building at this point, you don't you're not even building it over the course of the year. That's another thing. Maybe a, a whole different conversation for a whole different show. But I think they've they've missed the mark with that feud. Um, they've had a year to build it and have done jack shit with it. And, yeah, I agree. That I agree. Um, I, so I think if if that is the direction they end up going. You've wasted most of your time to build that up, in my opinion. Um, now, maybe they're holding off on that to see, yeah, maybe maybe uh, The Rock comes in. I think that's a mistake because the, the writer's strike is over. Um, the Rock is, is an active Hollywood presence, whether it be an actor, producer, whatever. So I think he's going to have less time on his hands. Um, if you can get him, great. And my thing is, if you can get the rock, you either need to get him to commit now and build that between now and WrestleMania, or just have him show up as a surprise. Um, hey, who knows? Maybe he already committed. Because, you know, like you said before, they had a deal on the table. That was like, hey, we're going to do this at WrestleMania or whatever. And then I forgot why, but they didn't pull it. Oh, you know, that was when The Rock was like, you know, I want to do something <coughs> special or whatever. So, yeah. and it just, that I guess the way they drew up the story is like, like we said earlier, it's like, okay, where do we go from here? And then there was no, in, there was like no, like, end game to it. So, I don't know, but maybe, maybe while he was hanging around for no couple of days or that day or whatever. Maybe they did put something on the table and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, regardless of whether – because we knew that strike was going to end sooner or later. So it's like regardless of whether – you know, regardless of when that strike is going to end, I'm opening up my schedule to get ready to go ahead and have this match. Let's go ahead and get fans what they want. And then on top of that, that will coincide with, you know, the time where 
Um, because I don't know if y'all know this or not, but the XFL and the USFL are merging okay. leagues or whatever. So that's gonna that come. I meant to bring so that's that gonna up. come. Come. That's gonna come around that time. Spring football. Uh huh. And that bring more publicity to that product as well. Yeah. Say that again now. Say what? <clears throat> the XFL and the USFL are joint. They're merging leagues. This I want to say is gonna happen this year. Yeah, I think it. I think really? it starts this next season. Well, next year. Yeah, next season really? they're, they're merging. Yeah, they are yeah. merging together, which and, I think and is I, smart. And I don't think I it's a, it. I don't think it's a case of XFL needed the USFL to stay afloat. I think it's the exact. No, it's, not, it's the other way around. I think it's the USFL badly needed XFL to stay around. So now, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, but you know what? That's good. That create look there's more teams. That create couple. That's going to create. Um, I agree. Yeah, I think it's I, a really I, good thing. I, I am because I'm like. There's no use in having two sport leagues, two sport foot, two springs uh, football leagues going at the same time. I, I agree. I, I agree because they're competing for Raiders now, and I'm like, by that time, you know, the big leagues done went off, so everybody kind of like half paying attention to football right now. Anyway, then the NBA playoffs are starting and all that. Yep. So, I think it's a great. I think it's a good thing because the Raiders weren't the Raiders weren't terrible on spring football last year. Yeah. They weren't they terrible at all. Like they were guy. some very competitive games too. <coughs> Damn that, big games. But with that being said, with the merger, <coughs> bless you, the merger, all of that, to me, that means you're going to have less of a chance to get the Rock at WrestleMania 40 as a wrestler. Um, that's my opinion. Now I'm looking at something right now. I'm taking this with a grain of salt because I don't know who uh, Zero News. Zero is spelled X E R O. Uh, who, who, who's who's got their vibrator on? Ain't me. Who's got their vibrator on? That's my phone. It's definitely. <laughs> All right. That's my phone ringing. But uh, according to Xerox News, um, it says The Rock will likely work as a host or a special guest referee at WWE Elimination Chamber 2024, which could lead to an appearance at WrestleMania 40. Um, the report also kind of notes that, in Philadelphia. Yeah. The, the report also noted that he will only wrestle at <coughs> WrestleMania. So, yeah. um, I, uh, I don't know, man. I just I, I don't think we'll see a match between The Rock and Roman Reigns anytime soon. But that's coming from a guy who didn't think that Edge would go to AEW either. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Yep. So. <laughs> so I just I just think that that they they missed the boat. They being WWE missed the boat with Seth versus. Um, Cody Rhodes and building what we all assume will be the main event next year for, or yeah, next year for WrestleMania. Um, Cody and Roman. Now, part of that is because Roman is working a uh, uh, reduced schedule. Um, I think he's earned that right. I think it does kind of hurt sometimes, but I think he's earned that right. Um, but I just think that, that WWE has totally missed the boat on both of those feuds. Um, what, what do you think about that, Kurt? Would, would you agree with that, that statement? I totally agree. Totally agree. They missed the boat. Yeah. Missed a big, and, big opportunity. And as a result.
is burning Cody very, very stale right now. Um, yeah, that's why he ain't got nothing to do. This, this, Cody ain't got nothing tough. to do. They just coming up with shit for him to do at well, this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's very true too. I agree with that. But he's not helping himself with the. So, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, that bullshit. Uh, yeah, he's that not, bullshit. Yeah, he's not helping himself with that. Um, I, and, and that's coming from a Cody Rhodes fan. I like Cody Rhodes. I think, I think he needs to switch up some of the things he does in the match because he's he's becoming like a lot of the other newer age wrestlers. Where it's it, okay. Let me back up. Me and Kurt had this conversation a long time ago. Ole Anderson cannot stand Ric Flair. Ole Anderson said Ric Flair for 30 years had the same match every night. And to an extent, Ole is right. But the difference is you knew Flair was going to flip over the top rope. You knew Flair was going to fall face first. And you knew Flair was going to um, do his uh, top rope attempt that he's never hit. You knew you were going to get all three of those things in a Ric Flair match. The thing was, you didn't know when you were going to get them. And he worked them in to where it still fit within the psychology of that match. Fast forward mm-hmm. to today, I know that that Cody Cutter is coming. I know that the Crossroads is coming. The problem with, with this new era is they normally take place in the same sequence every match. And that, to me, it, it, it takes the fun out of the match for me because I know what I'm going to see. That's why I said earlier, if you've seen one Young Bucks match, I don't care if it was 20 years ago. If you've seen one Young Bucks match, you've seen them all. There's no need to watch another Young Bucks match because they do the same fucking thing every match. Yep. So it's just uh, Cody. I just say that, that that Cody needs to switch it up a little bit in the ring and not be so obvious when it's coming. Um, and I actually don't like the uh, the Cody cutter coming off the ropes. Um, I, I just don't like it. It doesn't look good to me, and I don't like it personally. But yeah, so I, I do put some of the blame on Cody. Um, I don't I don't put it all on him, but I do. He doesn't help himself with every town. So what do you want to talk about? It's, it, 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 yeah. I, it, because it, it, you know why I hate it. Because it reminds me of the era in wrestling where everybody had to have a catchphrase. And born out of that dumb shit was Big Papa is your hooker. How are you man? Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> this whole, the whole Cody thing right now was boring and stale. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see him anymore right now. Just get him off TV and fatigue finally. Yeah. And that good opponent for him to have. <laughs> Hill Club told me to be careful because the young bucks might be listening to the show. Hey, Matt, Nick, if you're listening to the show, thank you. We appreciate your support and wanna we, we would love to have you on the show at some time to talk to you and uh interview you, pick your brain a little bit. But I stand by my statement. You guys do the same thing every match. Prove me wrong. Hey Ron, you better tell them that too. I, well, yeah, I would. You better, you yeah, better tell yeah, me. Yeah, because I, I got, I got the, uh, I got the benefit 
of uh, being many miles away. No, I'm joking. I would say that seriously. I, I would. I, yeah. I, I might word it a little more respectful because at the end of the day, um, those guys can still do what I can't. Right. So uh, while I don't like them as as wrestlers, I don't know them as people. Although I've heard some things. Um, but I can't base anything off of that because I don't know them personally. But as wrestlers, no, they no, not at all. And the Lucha Bros too. Uh, I used to like um, Penta at first, but then I saw same thing every match. Same thing every match is what caused me to 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 stop being a Hulk Hogan fan and actually hating the guy. <laughs> As a kid. So, oh, man. All right, folks. We're, we've got two minutes, literally two minutes. So we got to do this quick so we don't get cut off. Uh, Kurt, what do you want to tell the people before we get out of here? Um, enjoy this good day, good weather, and this good day of college football because there's some good games on today. All right. Brandon, what you got? Hey, uh, welcome to Fat Boy Season. It's fall, baby. It's cold. It's fall. Break out the sweats and all that. We here. Welcome to Fat Boy Season. Officially stepped outside this morning to see my breath, and I said, "Yep, we here." So hey, enjoy y'all weekend. Uh, shout out to everyone that's off on Monday for the uh, holiday. I ain't gonna say his name because he only got two minutes, Brandon. That's fine. But everybody have a good weekend. Bye. <laughs> I feel like such a dick. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway. I'm echoing what Brandon and Kurt said. Y'all have a good weekend. Watch Fastlane. Watch college football. And we will see y'all next Saturday. Kurt, send us out of here, please. Peace. <laughs> well, damn, he just left. He sent us out of here yeah, he by just, leaving. Yeah, he just left. All right, y'all. Left. You're trying to hurry up and run me off. <laughs> bye, yeah, y'all. Anyway, hey, bye, y'all. See you.